This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Democrat lawmakers within the Alabama House are now looking to repeal the grocery tax. Alabama has an average state tax on groceries of 4%. State Representative Prince Chestnut announced on Monday that it's time for this regressive tax that punishes the poor to end. Democrat Minority Leader Anthony Daniels argues that whatever money is kept by a consumer if the grocery tax is repealed would then be turned around and used in other purchases, and in so doing would not diminish what the state is able to generate in tax revenue. State Representative Mary Moore says she's been calling for the state sales tax on groceries to be phased out incrementally as the state's gas tax is increased. But Moore says Republicans are not willing to discuss this issue in committee. The call for ending the grocery tax by Democrats comes as the state government is sitting on a sizable budget surplus for both the Education Trust Fund and the General Budget Fund. A lawyer connected with the Southern Poverty Law Center has been arrested and charged with domestic terrorism. This comes after violent protests did damage to a new police facility that is being built outside of Atlanta, Georgia. Thomas Jurgens was one of 35 people who took part in that protest and were ultimately arrested. Jurgens is a staff attorney at this SPLC, which is a legal organization that originated here in Alabama. The SPLC has become known for its yearly generation of a list of hate groups as determined by them. Oftentimes, the SPLC will put conservative Christian groups on their list of extremists, none of which have ever been arrested for violence or vandalism. Authorities say the coordinated attack involved Molotov cocktails, rocks, and fireworks that were used to set equipment on fire. The anti-police protesters are calling that area Cop City. It's actually a $90 million public safety training center on the outskirts of Atlanta. Its construction was approved by the Atlanta City Council back in 2021. Atlanta Police Chief Darren Sheerbaum says the latest actions was about anarchy in an attempt to destabilize, not a peaceful protest. The Jefferson County coroner says the number of drug overdose deaths so far into 2023 has now reached 100. Coroner Bill Yates said early in January that the number of overdoses were coming in at a much higher rate compared to last year and that time would only tell if this was a short spike in numbers or an ongoing growing trend. Now that it's March, that trend has not eased off and the coroner believes that 2023 is on track to be record-breaking with the number of overdose deaths. Yates says that the drugs that are causing these deaths are mostly opioids like fentanyl that's being mixed with alcohol or other drugs like meth. He also mentioned that a livestock tranquilizer known as xylazine is appearing in these other drugs. Xylazine is not responsive to nalazone, which is an antidote to an opioid overdose if it's administered within time. A Houston County judge rules in a case involving the nutrition and food program out of the city of Dothan. Stephanie Wingfield hired a lawyer to appeal the decision from the city of Dothan to terminate her from her job. Now the circuit court judge, Butch Binford, has upheld the city's decision against Wingfield. Binford says that the personnel board had substantial evidence to justify their termination of Wingfield. The city said that Wingfield was fired for costing the city money neglecting her duties at the job, as well as falsification of documents within that program. The U.S. Coast Guard made a dramatic rescue off the coast of Alabama this past weekend. A distress call came in from a 40-foot sailboat that was taking on water about 70 miles south of Mobile. 
A Jayhawk helicopter was sent in to retrieve the sailor on board. He's now being reported in stable condition at the Emergency Medical Center in New Orleans. And the voting is now in and completed for the USA Today Reader's Choice Award for Best Southern Small Town in America. Alexander City, Alabama came in at second, losing only to Maysville, Kentucky. The poll and online voting involved USA Today readers, as well as travel writers who all weighed in on the contest. Alexander City was founded back in 1872 and has a population of roughly 14,800. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1890news.com. In national news. Well, as mentioned earlier in this report, about 35 people were arrested outside of Atlanta for a domestic terrorist attack on a police training facility. About 150 people first showed up for what they called a music festival, but that turned into an out-of-hand protest by nightfall with those in attendance donning ski masks and riot gear before they started throwing bricks, rocks, and Molotov cocktails into the construction site. Police call it a coordinated attack. A reporter for the post-millennial, Andy No has been tracking Antifa members ever since the riots started in Portland, Oregon, and Seattle, Washington. No has now found and listed the social media links of those who were arrested in Atlanta to the Antifa-related groups online as evidence of the connection. Fortunately, no one was hurt in this latest event, although some of the equipment at the construction site was set on fire. A Democrat senator on the Intelligence Committee is looking to eliminate foreign technology from coming into the U.S., such as social media app TikTok. Senator Mark Warner of Virginia plans to offer a bipartisan bill that creates what he calls a systemic approach to eliminating this foreign technology from being used nationwide. Warner's bill comes on the heels of the House Foreign Affairs Committee voting 24 to 16 to approve legislation that gives the Biden administration the power to ban the Chinese app TikTok, as well as other foreign-based apps. Well, recently uncovered emails by House Republicans, sheds more light on the origins of the COVID-19 pandemic. Those emails are now showing that Dr. Anthony Fauci prompted and then approved a scientific paper back in February of 2020. That paper attempted to disprove the lab leak theory connected to the Wuhan Level 4 bioweapons lab in China, where the virus first emerged. Fauci commissioned the scientific paper and then cited it at a press conference being held by then-President Donald Trump. Fauci claimed that the virologists were highly qualified in looking at the evolutionary sequences and mutations of the coronavirus in bats and were able to successfully link it to a jump from species to humans. One of the authors, Dr. Christian Anderson, admitted in the now-revealed emails that Fauci prompted him to write the paper with the goal of disproving the lab leak theory. And that brings us to an ongoing discussion that the Daily Detail has had recently with Kyle Boyette about the lab leak theory and story. Boyette served in biosafety for decades before he retired just a few years ago. And in particular, he served as the director of biosafety for all of the labs connected with UAB University. Here's Kyle. Dr. Andrew Huff, who is a forensic epidemiologist, uh, he just recently released a book. It's called The Truth About Wuhan. Being in, uh, the vice president in EcoHealth Alliance, he was privy to a lot of information that the rank-and-file folks there uh, was not privy to. And so he recounts a conversation that he had with Peter Daszak. Daszak asked him about partnering with the CIA in order to fund the lab in Wuhan for gain-of-function. Now, keep in mind that when all of this went down, gain-of-function was banned in the U.S. 
and should never have happened with U.S. taxpayer dollars going to fund it someplace else. But <laughs> the CIA being what they are, apparently, according to Dazic, recounted by Andrew Huff, was involved in funding the Wuhan lab and continuing gain-of-function research in Wuhan. Now, think of, think of those implications right there. <laughs> Talk about a deep state. And by the way, Brennan was head of the CIA when all this was happening. And you say, you know, it's, it's well known that the NIH and NIAID gave $500,000 to the Wuhan lab. By giving those $500,000 grants to uh, Barrick and Daznick, and, and then them cooperating uh, with the Wuhan lab allowed the CIA to continue this gain-of-function research and have Barrick, Daznick, to go over there and basically tutor the scientists in the lab on how to do gain of function. I think right now the administration is just running for cover and trying to cover their own rear ends from all the nefarious things that they've done over the past couple of decades. There is no way to get out of this squeaky clean because if if you've done something dirty, it it is going to come back and there's no way to escape it. Uh, If you play dumb, you're going to look incompetent. If you exactly. fess up, then you're, you're confessing that you've become part of a very nefarious effort to take American and international lives through a virus and a bioweapon. That's exactly right. So they're in between the proverbial rock and a hard place. I don't trust uh, my government leaders as much as I used to. And as you know, I've got children in the armed forces right now, and it, it kind of pains me to say that. But I do not trust our our leadership in this country at all to do the right thing. I just don't trust them. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you guys. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 